0: Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today, the leader we will be tomorrow.
1: Hey friends, welcome back. It's another week on the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin. I will be your host, and I've got my friend and fellow youth pastor, Zach, here with me. Zach, thanks for hanging out with me this week. Excited to be here. Hey man, so do us a
0: favor, share with us where you
1: are the youth pastor, and maybe a little bit about your family. Help us get to know
0: you. I get to be the youth pastor at Life Church in Des Moines which is the first Life Church location in this state of Iowa. Yeah. And, uh, my wife, Kira and I have been married just a little over six years. We've got a three year old little girl named Laura. She'll be four actually in November of this 2023 here. And yeah, we honestly got opened up the doors to, to interview and come up to help launch Life Church Des Moines portable in a school in the fall of 2021. And At the time we lived in the Tulsa area, and I looked at my wife, I'm like, How about Des Moines? She said, (laughs) Well, I think it's a little colder up there. So that should mean less bugs, right? Less bugs. So I think I can do that.
1: Um, I like the, I really like the positive outfit. I, I love your daughter's name. Yeah. What an adorable name. Three years old. That is a really, really fun age for kids. Yes. It's also a really exhausting age. Oh my goodness um, where they're all over the place and those personalities are growing. so I'm sure mm-hmm. you're having a great time excited for you guys and thankful that you made what genuinely is people people don't all know this, but when you choose to go plant a new life church campus or any church for that for that matter, it's a significant sacrifice and it is more than just. So you, you kind of said it in a funny way, Hey, hmm. what about Des Moines? But in reality, it's it's more than that. It, it is something that really takes some thought. Are we yeah. ready mm. to do this? Because this is not like everything else. Right. And so I want to yeah. say thank you to you and your family that made the decision to go launch a new location. And along with that, thank you to all the leaders that are listening that helped to do that as well. Yes. That helped yeah. to launch the Des Moines location and know that so many lives have been changed and you're a part of every one of them. And so yeah. thank you to you guys that helped do that. We've got 45 right now, 45 Life Church locations, and it's because people like you continue to say yes to a really, really big mission. And it's to continue to reach the lost. And so love that. And that actually takes us right into what we're talking about today. Our title of this episode is Gen 1 Mindset Lessons from a Portable Church. Now, when you first read that episode, that title, you could be like, man, that sounds intriguing. I don't, I'm a little bit like, what's a portable church? Like, (laughs) is that like a porta potty? Like
0: is what's the difference here? What are we, is this like a tent? You know, so yeah, I, every week, we actually put our church on the back of a pickup truck and had yes. a little sump pump attached and dropped it absolutely. off absolutely at the interstate. It. So, yeah,
1: I love it, man. So, so I love what we're going to do today is actually talk a little bit about that. We've got a youth pastor with us here in Zach that helped launch Life Church from a portable church, right, from a portable location. And yeah. gen, gen One mindset is something that we'll get into. Uh, But Zach, I'd love if you would kind of take it from here, start this conversation, talk to us about what it means, what this Gen 1 Mindset Lessons from a Portable Church is referring to.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to give credit where credit is absolutely due. If you want to dive deeper on the content of this podcast to know where it came from, I actually just ripped off Pastor Craig's leadership podcast episode. 130. It's called The Most Important Mindset You Need to Succeed. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to have a a little conversation that we want you as Switch leaders to hear about these three generational mindsets. Uh, Some are inherited, just come naturally, but really it comes down to the way that you think and the way that you uh, choose and decide and invite God to use you the way that you lead in Switch.
1: I just want to make sure we're really clear. We're going to give this from a Switch perspective. Pastor Craig is going to go into this topic on a really deep, more fine-tuned level, and we'd love for you to listen to his podcast. We are only going to address it from more of a, a little bit more of a surface level, but very switch level
0: perspective. And so
1: that'll, that'll be the difference. There is going to be a difference in the conversations in the podcast, but we highly encourage you to listen to the Craig Groeschel Leadership Podcast, episode 130, greatest leadership podcast on the planet. If you're not listening to it, what are you doing Mm -hmm. with your life? (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, go ahead. Get there. <laughs> so, the three general mindsets that Pastor Craig talks about in that podcast one is Generation One, which he titled the Owners, Gen Two would be the Protectors, and Gen Three, he titled the Inheritors. And without going into too much detail, like Josh said, go check out Craig's podcast to find out the details here. But we'll talk about just a little bit the Gen One mindset, really, where Our location specifically in Des Moines is at is predominantly focused on the gen one for the volunteers and the people that are a part of the church. They're coming in at what feels like for them, the ground floor of a brand new church. Now, I understand that as a pastor at Life Church, I'm kind of coming in at a different generation because I didn't do all the things to like, look, understand every Sunday we filled, uh, there were two semi trucks full of equipment that came and we would set it up every Sunday and tear it down every Sunday with an amazing group of volunteers. But we didn't just do that. There was a whole team that came years before us to help establish that. Now, there are volunteers here and people that have been a part of church here in Des Moines that there's a huge owner mindset. And that Gen 1 is really the people who are overcomers, the disruptors and owners, as Craig talks about in his podcast. They're the ones who are really starting what we do in Switch here. So specifically in Switch, we started switch in a living room in January of 2022 at a family's home who I had met in late fall of 2021. I just offered, hey, you can meet in our house. Now I'll share in a in a couple minutes just a little bit of what their their family their names are Jeremy and Tina Honold. They hosted us, we want to have switch in our home. And to be honest, they were like, to be real, we just want to have it here because we want to offer it, but also because we want our son to be there. And we know he's most likely going to be there if it's in our own home. (laughs) Yeah. He cannot escape it. Yeah, he can't
1: leave. Man, that's good parenting. Good for them. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. Every parent should offer up their home for switch events. So they really embodied that that gen one. We're taking ownership. We're gonna, we're gonna do some crazy stuff. Actually, just to share a little bit of what Tina did, she took so much ownership as a switch leader and as a host that she did crazy stuff like this all the time. She provided food for us every week. Like, look, here, hear me as a youth pastor. Yes, we have P cards that we can use to purchase things for things in our ministry. And this is not an expectation of volunteers, but I need you to hear how amazing Tina and Jeremy were. They just decided, no, we'll just buy stuff. So they bought food yep. for us like every week and May 4th Star Wars Day. I don't know all you Star Wars fans out there. We, but we are a out, youth ministry so there's probably a little less money on
1: that P card than than you might think. So oh, just Thank so. you for clarifying. <laughs> thank you for clarifying. We, we When we, we say we, we have P cards it's not limitless. It's there's a there's just a little small
0: it's budget. not, we have a tiny, and we have the tiniest budget of the entire campus too. Hear that? Like <laughs> right. we have the tiniest little budget and it's to like buy Doritos on Wednesday night <laughs> to keep <laughs> students coming to Switch. So what Tina did May 4th is she decided this is all going to be Star Wars themed. And she, she created all of these snacks and here, I'm just going to give you the names and let you try and guess what the snack looked like. She titled them and had little cards that said Vader veggies. <laughs> yes. She had seven Leia dip. Yeah, it's either a gangster or a Star Wars reference. Princess Leia buns, these amazing cinnamon rolls, Padawan popcorn and Wookiee cookies. Again, I don't know if she was trying to perform a rap or just get some good, good food on the table. But Tina, shout out Tina. She's just an incredible leader who embodied this Gen 1. I'm going to go above and beyond to help students feel comfortable here.
1: Every and as campus a leader, is better with a Tina. Oh my goodness. You, with a leader like Tina, every campus is better
0: everybody needs a Tina, but I'm keeping mine here as long as we can. So that mindset is taking ownership and you can do that wherever you are, not just in a living room, but as a switch leader, you're taking an owner mindset. How can you go above and beyond to help students feel comfortable that this is a place they can feel trusted and a part of community. We have other leaders now in the building, sixth grade girl leaders, they bring like Skittles and stuff to just Mm -hmm. like give the girls candy going above and beyond creating this safe space. That they know they can feel comfortable at home loved heard and appreciated so gen two is that's kind of gen one mindset gen two they might be more of the the protectors so they may come in after gen one which i think i think we at life church des moines specifically because of how new our campus is and how new our switch ministry is here is that we're predominantly gen one and gen two gen two might have come in after we were done portable and come in and see it. Now we have a building because we launched into our building at the end of 2022. They didn't start it, but they entered early enough to appreciate and respect the sacrifices of those who did portable church with us. And, but what the, the problem that Gen 2 can, can find is that they might be a little bit more cautious. So, as a small group leader, you might have come in later in, in the switch ministry. Maybe you're not the one who started with your small group or you're not the one who started implementing things on the host team or hospitality. However, you appreciate what it looks like. You might also be hesitant on trying new things because you're worried you're going to ruin what was established before you. Right. Don't that can actually that. be, yeah, that can actually be something that prevents your, your ministry, your, your switch small group and switch at your location from growing because it's actually the risks that we take that enable us to move forward into the next things that God might
1: so, have for us. So that's not, it's not an underappreciation. It's actually maybe even an, you appreciate it so much that you're yes. like, man, I, this,
0: this must be the way, and I don't want to screw it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gen, gen three, just to quickly summarize. And now Craig says this very gently in his podcast, but they don't mean to, but gen three often comes in way after this has been established and secured. So maybe your campus has been in existence for 10 years. And maybe you've been a switch leader for a little while, or you just came in and you, you found, okay, this has been here a while. This is great. But unfortunately, the gen three person can sometimes, and even unintentionally drift towards entitlement, feeling like we deserve all these extra things. And when the reality is the ministry that you serve in right now as a switch leader is absolutely incredible. It's absolutely incredible. You have every resource in your back pocket. You're listening to a leader switch leader podcast. That's not just for any youth group. This is specifically for you created and designed for you. And, and there's so many resources you can go to, but sometimes we can grow entitled.
1: That's so good. I'm going to kind of go back. You did gen one, gen two, and gen three, which was the owners, the protectors, and the inheritors. Now, I'm going to just again bring clarity here. Depending what campus you're at, that this the timeline here could be a little different. So, for example, yes, Life Church has been around for over 25 years, but that doesn't mean your location has been around for that long and it doesn't mean that switch is at your location is even in that season. So, switch at my location, my campus has been around for 16 years and so because of that a leader who's a first generation leader at my at my location would have needed to have been here for a very long time. Right. So they're yeah. they're they're 10 years in, right? Eight to ten to more years in. A second generation leader is somewhere in around five years, and a first generation leader, I mean, I got that backwards first, second, and then a third generation yeah. leader would be somebody that's anywhere from now to maybe the, you know, within one to two to three years for third generation. And whereas at your location, you know, it, it's going to be very different at a location that's been around for five years. Again, that timeline is very different. So if yeah. you've been there the whole five years, you're a first-generation leader. And so we right. want for you to think about your location, how long it's been there, how what season your ministry is in, and then be able to look and go, okay, based on that, what generation am I? We recognize mm-hmm. again that in life church terms, you might most basically every one of us are third generation, right? And in, right. in terms yeah. of a church that's been here for 26 years, we are getting to do things that are standing on the shoulders of people who came before us. right? But we also recognize that on a smaller scale at your location, there's some people that had to plant some pretty significant foundation. And so yeah. be thinking about what generation you're in and then begin to apply some of what what Zach's talking about to your to your
0: own leadership and your own life. Yeah. I understand again, too, that, that what we're talking about here really is a mindset, and even right. though we're talking about specific time frames that you may have entered or inherited a certain small group or part of Switch, um, as a leader, understand that no matter where you fall, you still have a choice to reframe the way that you think, and the way that we think as Switch leaders, the way that we want you to think, the way that we want to think as you pastors. Is taking on the Gen One mindset, the owner, the overcomers, the ones who are willing to take risks, and and what Craig shares in his podcast is the problem with with being Gen One is that the odds are low that what you're leading will actually last uh, like forever because yeah. we have to we have the responsibility to help train up who the next generations will be, and again, we're not talking about Gen X, Gen Y, Millennials. It's very specifically a mindset that can be developed. So here's what you need to understand as a, as a gen one person, when you establish a gen one mindset, taking ownership over what you're leading and the people that you're leading, you have to understand that as gen one, we are the primary contributors to the success of gen three. So good. we are the primary contributors. You as a switch leader are the primary contributors to the success of the generations that come after you. So how do you begin to set up future generations of Switch leaders and of your students? Because our prayer as youth pastors, and I know many of yours as Switch leaders, is that at some point, the students that you lead will become the future small group leaders of tomorrow. Right. Because they're already leading today, but down the road, they'll be in your position. So how, what are the things that you can do to set them up for success later on? And really what that comes down to Is how willing are you to take risks when it comes to empowerment? How willing are you to take risks when it comes to empowering your students to be the leaders of your small group? So, if you're a small group leader, what this might look like for you is it might look like taking an opportunity to, whether you have one student or 20 students in your small group at the huge size, you have an opportunity to invite students to be the ones to close the night in prayer. You have the opportunity to say, hey, Jacob, do you, could you pray for us tonight? Hey, would you, next week at, at Switch, would you start an icebreaker for us and just come with some sort of like, maybe it's some jokes or maybe it's just an interactive thing that we can do together? Or hey, could you plan a get together for us this summer? You know what, as a small group, let's get together five times this summer. You plan one, you plan another one and you plan the last. So you're empowering them to continue forward what it looks like, to be an owner and a contributor.
1: Right. Yes. And I think that again, don't feel locked into whatever generation you are. Here's the deal: you are the generation that you are. So, like yes. if you're generation one, you're you are. That's just when you were here. If you're generation three, you're generation three. That's just mm-hmm. when you arrived on the scene. But but Pastor Craig's the title of 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 his talk wasn't be the generation you are. That's not the, that was not mm. the title of his podcast. It yeah. was the most important mindset you need to succeed, right. which means you can, you can be, you can have the mindset of a first-generation leader. As a matter of fact, and I, I hope not to jump into something that you were planning to get into, Zach. If I am, then just, you know, you can, you can <laughs> yell at me afterwards. But one of the things that Pastor Craig points out, I, I heard him give this talk separate from that podcast. And when he was giving the talk, he actually said that people that are Generation 3 have something that people that are Generation 1 don't. You see, people that are Generation 3 often have this, like they just, they're they're more dreamers because they see so many opportunities because there are so many more resources. Mm-hmm. And when you were in Gen 1, there there was often a lack of resources and because there was no not really much foundation, you were needing to prioritize setting a foundation and you didn't get to dream quite as much. Because you were needing to block and tackle, do the basics. When Mm -hmm. you're in generation three and the foundation is already set, man, you get to dream. And so if you can be a generation three leader with a generation one mindset, you actually have what no other generation gets to have. Because oftentimes as a generation one leader, it can be real hard to Mm -hmm. remind yourself that the foundation has been set and it is now time to dream because you're so used to having the limited resources and you're so used to having to be so laser focused on doing the basics. And so regardless of what generation you're in, do not focus on the weakness of that generation or the risk of that generation. Focus on the strength of that generation. That's good. And so if you're generation one, the strength is that you recognize what it took to get to where you are but make sure that you don't let yourself be locked in staying where you are. Yeah. If you're generation three, make sure that you take a moment to go, man, regardless of how much I missed, I need to recognize there were some people that made some huge sacrifices mm. and worked their tails off yeah. to get us to where we are today. And I am so grateful for that. And because of that, I am going to dream big and work my tail off to honor their sacrifice. If you're a generation two leader, then recognize your responsibility to bridge the gap. As a generation two leader, you are helping connect gen one and gen three to each other. And oftentimes that gap can be so big that it's hard for gen one and gen three to even understand each other's mindsets. Mm. And you being in the middle can understand a little bit of both. And so understand the role that you play, no matter what generation you're in. It takes every one of those generations for us to reach Mm. the highest level of success that we can reach as a youth ministry. And so do do your part. Don't limit your success or limit what you're capable of, but recognize that because of where you came into the picture, you have something that others don't. And so take
0: advantage of what
1: it is that you do have.
0: Yeah. And I would caution those Gen 1 people as well. Kind of like I said earlier, as Gen 1, you're the primary contributor to the success of Gen 3. Be intentional as well, though, not to fall into a mindset of maybe growing bitter towards Gen 3 yeah. because there are there are moments where Gen 3 might might feel a little bit entitled. Now, mm-hmm. it's your responsibility as Gen 1 to help guide them, to help show them in a very gentle, loving, graceful, and kind way that, hey, it actually took something to get to where we are, to where you are now. Um, so it, it's establishing and taking on. So when it comes to just real briefly, the lessons from a portable church, just be ready to live like you're building everything from the ground up. Live like you're building everything from the ground up. So whether you have been in an established campus in a building for 10, 15 years, or you just launched or planted your, your location in the last three, when you build that mindset as a switch leader as I'm building this from the ground up you continue to be willing to take risks inviting god to be the one to strengthen you in the process and and what you'll find is that when you're willing to be the one who is going to build it from zero you're going to be the one to help empower every generation that follows you to do the same thing so a lesson would be it here's this i'll give you something practical i don't want you as a switch leader to feel responsible to do this This is not required, and it's never been an expectation, and I'm thankful for it. But maybe what it might look like for you is you know that your youth pastor has a budget for certain things, but you also know that you have resources too, and it doesn't always have to be financial, but what are the resources that you could bring to contribute to switch as a whole where you are that act as if this is the beginning, and I want to help pour into this?
1: Yep. And I think that you gave an example earlier of a leader that gave a resource. They're like, Hey, yep. we have a house. Like, do you have a house where you're like, man, we have a great space. And, and I mean, I can't have all of switch, but if there's a, if there's a small group that was just looking for a really good space to yeah. have a, like a hangout on a Saturday morning, I've got that space. Are you, yeah. are you making sure that people know that that's available? I, I want to say this too. Don't make something where there isn't something. So yeah. if, you're gen one, don't hear this episode and be like, man, there are a bunch of ungrateful gen three people. That is absolutely not what we're saying. So don't make something out of nothing. Instead, what we want for you to do is just recognize your own situation, your own generation. And then I'm going to give you a little bit of an example. If you're gen one and you hear somebody that's a little bit newer and they're sitting there and they go, man, I just can't believe that message. That was just, I just didn't like, I just don't think that message suited. It just was, it didn't set up a good small group. I just don't think that, and you're gen one, your job isn't to be like that ungrateful punk. All right, that's not your job. Your job is to say, hey, man, I hear you. And I get that maybe that message wasn't the best, but can I tell you something? We used to not actually get to be in an auditorium where we had a projector, put it on a 200 inch screen. We actually used to watch this on a laptop. Or we actually didn't used to have messages like this. And I promise you that if you think that that was rough, I've seen worse and it still didn't prevent us from sharing the gospel. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that message will not be the lid to whether or not we reach students. Your job isn't to criticize them, it's to guide them. And in the same way, you might have somebody say, God, like we just, we haven't done a color war in so long. Like, I don't, hmm. why don't we ever do color wars? It might be your job to say, hey, I get it, and it'll be fun when we get to do another one. But I remember when we used to celebrate getting to have cookies in someone's living room. And so I, I just want just to let you know, while color words are fun, they actually are not what limit our ability to do ministry. Mm. And if you're Gen 2 or Gen 3, in the same way I want you to know, those kind of things, if you find yourself going, man, like we don't, or we don't have, or we don't get to. Just remember, there was a generation that went before you that actually built the ministry you are currently serving in. Yeah. that got to the point where you are now without all that stuff. Yeah. That they actually did it without all the things that you're thinking. Sometimes you can find yourself thinking are necessary mm. because in truth, the only thing that is necessary is the power of Jesus yes. and his yes. story. It's, the act, it's genuinely, it is the only thing that is truly necessary. Yes. And so all of the other things are extras. And we love that we get to have the extras. Just don't find yourself making excuses because of them. Do everything that you can to think, what do I do from where I am now to help lead us to the next yes. step? Zach, as we're wrapping up, is there anything else that you left out that you want to share?
0: I'll keep it real simple. If you want a practical example in scripture of what it looks like to live out this Gen 1 ownership mindset, take a look at the first few chapters in Acts, where a church, a bunch of believers got together, people coming new to faith. They just got together and they shared everything that they had. Where there was need, someone else who had an abundance contributed. So where is it that you have an abundance that you could contribute, taking on the ownership mindset and empowering others to do the same, just read Acts. It's all there.
1: Every one of us have the opportunity to have a Gen 1 mindset. Every one of us have the opportunity and the ability to say, you know what? I'm willing to give everything to this mission. The mission of Jesus is bigger than anything I have ever been a part of in my life. The mission Mm -hmm. of Life Church is to reach people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Come on. And we are willing to do whatever it takes to reach those people. Are you? Are you willing to do whatever it takes to reach people, to reach students, to become fully devoted followers of Christ? If you are, make sure that you don't let excuses get in the way. Make sure that you don't slow yourself down by trying to do things the way they've always been done. Make sure that you don't try to play it safe because you don't want to screw something up. Be appreciative of what's come before you, and then dream big. Do some special things. Dream big. Have a Gen 1 mindset where you are willing to, to really get into the hard, deep work but have a Gen 3 dreamer attitude and really think, what could we do? Where could we go from here? How can I dream to do something that we've never done? Love you all so much. As we say every week, thank you for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today, the leader we will be tomorrow.